Ahoy hoy! Welcome aboard the Character Arc Podcast, where we discuss story elements to movies we just watched. We put a special emphasis on character as we break down things we liked, didn't like, and provide changes as if we were the ones making the movie. Let's get started. Hello guys, Richard here. Theodore here. And we watched a movie that made my head sweat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we watched Minari, which is more serious than that intro would lead you to believe. <laughs> <laughs> But that is the first line in the film. <laughs> that is indeed one of the lines in the film. David, look! They're wheels! Wheels? Look at the toad, yeah? GBG? We said we're going to start again. This is it. I'm going to be a cardinal. What a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. If you're here with us for the first time, Please stand. What a beautiful family. Glad you're here. So Minari is kind of a slice of life film about a family of Korean immigrants that moved to God, what state Arkansas. is it? Arkansas. <laughs> they moved to Arkansas. They are trying to establish life for them. Specifically, the father, Jacob, wants to start a farm and build something lasting for his family. You know, from there, it is a lot of ups and downs of family life, particularly an uprooted family, an immigrant family, um, a family struggling to find their place in the world and, like, actually make something. Make something. And, you know, as you might expect, there's some tragedy, there's some wins, there's lots of losses. Uh, Ted, how did you like this movie? I think I'm still kind of digesting it. I, I think overall, I really I did enjoy it. I mean, obviously, there were times when you and I were watching it and we were cracking jokes but i think part of it was for me to kind of like shield or like put up my guard to kind of like crack jokes just a little bit but yeah um, it wasn't terribly like suspenseful or anything but right. for me for the way that it kind of portrayed itself this sort of slice of life but uh with this overwhelming difficulty no i agree i mean we were having we were hanging out watching the movie and having fun but i, I do agree it's a good movie um it is well made it's certainly well acted mm-hmm. and well shot performance um, yeah it's even well written, but you know, it is it is a quiet movie, and it is you know it's a it's a pretty solid two hours. Yep. So yeah, we were having fun, but we don't necessarily want that to communicate to our listeners that it was a bad that movie. it was bad. Like, no, yeah. I mean, there is we were kind of poking fun at the idea. This movie does its screenplay does set up a million like Ways. teases of tragedy, and, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, and you're just like, is it going to come from this side? Is it going to come from that side? And you just know bad shit's going to happen and the movie it's like the opposite of no actually it's not the opposite of anything it is ex- it is kind of exactly the way a horror movie works yeah. in that like oh There's is this going to kill him yeah. is this going to kill him except it's with like really sad human tragedy it's yeah. like is the kid going to die is the grandma going to die is the farm going to burn down <laughs> is <laughs> is he going to steal water and get arrested yeah yes exactly <laughs> 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 Those were exactly the points where it's like, and this is where the snake gets them. In what way? Yeah, it keeps <laughs> mentioning the snake, which I think was I think was a thematic hit. Which right. I do have a yeah. I do have a couple criticisms with this movie, and I think the theme it was trying to make with the snake is not necessarily brought through strongly with the film. Mm-hmm. I think it's there, which we can go into. I don't want to launch into that. If you want to start with some stuff, I don't know if you want to talk. No, about. we can talk about the snake. I think um, there was even a point where the grandma made it a point, and I think that kind of. She's is a, analogous to the situation between Jacob and Monica, yes. which are the father and the mother. 
She says it's better to see it because when it's hidden, it's dangerous. It's when it's dangerous, dangerous. right? And I, I agree with that. I think that the movie is kind of alluding to the fact that this is where I think it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's weak. I think I think you feel that relationship and the tension there fine. So I'm not even saying it's weak. I just think that thematically that's... I don't know that that's the precise way to say what their problem was. Mainly, I will agree. So my, my issue with the, just that theme connecting with that precise statement is that they do... They do say their feelings, actually. They, they, there are arguments. Their problem isn't that they're not talking about it. They have very... In, they ha- there's a very big divide between them, a very realistic one where, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's working his ass off and he just wants a win. He wants to make something that he can be proud of and that's, that he can supply for his family. And she... I don't think she's against that in any way. She just and she's not unaware of it. Yeah, and she's just like, but it's not really working. And like realistically, I I want you to support the fact that like I'm not happy here, and that the you know our son may not be the healthiest here, and mm-hmm. that you know she's trying to communicate to him. And that's my problem is that she does communicate the issues she has, and he does communicate the issues that he has. And so that particular statement by the grandma, you know, it's still fine. It doesn't hurt the drama any. It just, I felt like the movie was saying, this is the thing. Right. And I'm not but sure But it's not it is. quite. Yeah. Uh, I, will, I will agree with you on that because they, they do talk about it. It's not like this thing was kept secret on both sides about how they felt. In fact, it's, it's almost kind of, I would argue, kind of counterintuitive because they do talk about these things. They address it head on Mm -hmm. right he says like if i fail you can take the kids and so it was never a secret that he was like i want this i can give why like i think you could just kind of reword grandma's statement which then maybe doesn't relate to the snake so much but like right well maybe you can't reword what she says but i guess the, the 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 turn of that is that there is something else hidden that's the problem because that's to me when monica decides that she's gonna leave him I think that what she realizes in that moment, I think that for her, she felt like, I don't want to be in Arkansas, or I don't feel that the kid is safe, and I don't feel like this is working, and like with the farm. Mm-hmm. But then when she kind of finds out in one fell swoop that actually the farm might be viable, the son might be healthier than re- previously thought, or he's you know, growing out of this heart murmur. Right. I think what she realizes is, and she didn't know before. What she didn't know before was, I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I'm placing that unhappiness on the things that I can kind of see. Right. But when you take those, th- when you fix those things, what I'm realizing is, I'm actually just unhappy with you. Right. So it's something that's hidden mm-hmm. that she can't find, but it's true she nonetheless. couldn't quite articulate. Yeah, because yeah, she was, I don't know if this is either transference or projection. She's specifically pinpointing these things, but she's just not happy about it overall. But it's kind of... It's something that she doesn't want, but she's also, she also loves them very much. I mean, how did you feel, like, how do you interpret the end? Like, the end to me, I didn't, I also felt, that's another just criticism I have, is that I felt like they had that moment where she had that realization, and then when they get back and his crops had burned, his stored, you know, yeah. crops. Mm-hmm. And he, so the implication there being he's not going to be able to sell them and not make any money. So all the good news they just got was pretty much undone. Not all of it, the kid's still healthy, right. um, or healthier. But... Then I feel like, you know, he runs in, she helps grandma first, which does say a little something about him that he didn't help grandma first, which well, is, was her exact will, problem yeah. before. Well, I would argue, I, 
the screen didn't quite translate that well. I didn't even see Graham. I was trying to see if, because there was a part where they, they took it to a wider shot and you see him running in, but Grandma is nowhere to no, be seen. No, no, the movie did not communicate. I think, so I think it's not even assumed that he thinks, or it would, I mean, if you popped in and you see something burning, okay, yeah, you may, you may think like, oh, maybe there's a family member in there. They know she's there. They know she's there, but maybe not necessarily within. That that's true. It's not the house. It's the right, it's right. The storage. Granted, um, they did not show him looking for her. So yes, that does kind of and count I th- against him. I think I think you're. I mean, you are absolutely right that the film does not communicate that she's there. And I think it's on purpose because I think a director knew if if they brought your attention immediately to Grandma, he would come off as very unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is that she was there and. They made the character of Monica look for her first. <laughs> well, also, it is her mom. Yes. She is her mom. <laughs> but if your soon-to-be ex-wife now just said, the problem is that you cared more about the farm than our kid. <laughs> and you go running into the burning shed. Yeah. But anyway, my, where I was going with that, though, was that... Um, and then after she does help Grandma, though, she then goes to help him get the crops. So, you know, yeah. she doesn't go in... Just to save him, she starts moving the crops, even though she has to go. Mm-hmm. And that's very that's a very effective and touching scene where yeah. it's like, no, even though she wanted to leave him, she still loves him and right. wants, doesn't want him to fail. She right. wants him to succeed, so she's helping him. But then we go to we don't really know what their lives are like per se, but we go to them all sleeping on the floor together, which mm-hmm. is just the next night, doesn't mean anything has changed. I feel like the movie was implying now that they were gonna stay together. But I feel like Again, the movie doesn't say that. It's just it doesn't say it doesn't give you any reason to believe it's not true, though. Yeah. And I feel like she had such a profound realization that I think I think that's disingenuous to her character. I think that I, she can love him and also still want to leave him. I I wouldn't argue that. Uh, I would argue in the sense that the situation was shitty. And I'm going to use another metaphor that I think this is my interpretation of it to back that up because they talked about as they were waiting in the waiting room that, you know, when they got married, they wanted to save each other. Mm-hmm. And then they actually literally saved each other. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if I'm looking too much into this, but they do. She goes in to try to save him in yeah. his crops. But in turn, he even yells out honey. Okay. Like it's a, it's a very intimate kind of name. He didn't just shout Monica. Well, yeah, but if you, you know? break up earlier that day, like your feelings don't just go away. Sure. Order your, in- sure. Order your instincts to, but I, to talk, to address someone a certain way. But I think in some part there is a sort of communication problem. Obviously they think they're saying the right thing and they think they're doing the right thing. And, but it's not coming across so well. And we see that with David at least. And with the grandma too, there are certain expectations though with him. This isn't the metaphor I was going to use, but I'm going to go into this right now. His metaphor was that his idea of a grandma was completely different from how like any grandma could be. And so he goes into that. And at first, of course, there's frustration. But of course, things become better as they obviously time goes on with the two of them. And I think that's kind of the, the case. Like they had this ideal Hold on. I'm trying to piece together my thoughts I, as I'm going into it. I like the version of the movie you're describing less. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I like that, like that interpretation of it. If it's what the director intended, yeah. I like less because it's less nuanced. It's less because, I mean, I don't think that like it's like, oh, well, now, like, look, they did save each other. They can save each other. I think I think it, the movie is say, was uh, my interpretation of the movie was saying that, like, 
you can't. That's a that's a that's a naive thing to think that two people can do. That they came out of. He even says Korea was such a terrible place, such a hard life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's the reason they're together, and that what they're realizing is that escaping a bad thing doesn't make them together. Doesn't make them made for each other. Doesn't, and that they can't save each other. That once they're here, they're just not. They need to. They need different things. They need different things in life. Right. She has. She has a cultural difference from him. Her religion and all that. Her like her. You know her faith, and you know he want. He likes this idea of living off the land and having something that's called his own and stuff like this. And this sort of older world style of you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps. She clearly has more of an affinity for like an urban area mm-hmm. and for modern. Like, a, like living in a more modern society Sys- yeah. you know, mm-hmm. system is better ways that they all live in a modern society, but I mean, yeah, yeah a system. We live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> a little Snyder reference for you. And, um, and so I, I, feel, I felt like that's what the movie was, was dragging us to, which is that these are a bunch of sort of irreconcilable pieces. I, I can see that. Which is terrible, by the way. I mean, it makes, it makes me like the movie, but also feel like, I mean, Jesus Christ, yes. To me, the, 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 the theme of this film is you work really hard and life sucks and it just kind of, yeah, that just, just that's beats, just beats the fact. You down. Yep, that's just how it goes. <laughs> In fact, I thought that was actually how the movie was going to end. Um, just shit's burned up. Because there was a bit of a high point which is when David's running after grandma. I want to yeah. touch upon that point in a second. But the other, the metaphor that I really wanted to use was in terms of like this misplaced ideal of like, you can't have it this way. You can't, oh, in this case, I was going to say, you can't have it this way. You can't have it that way. It's like whatever is in front of you and you just kind of adapt. But in this case, uh, what is it? Jacob kind of has his way. Well, I guess, no. Monica doesn't quite get her way because she does want more of an urban kind of more of like a, a more the, city-like situation. If you look at yeah. the relationship, if we if we're to believe that they do stay together at this point, Jacob kind of just gets what he wants, he gets, and she just and has she to accept it. Yeah, she gets a compromised version. It's not a yeah. it's not a good life. It's not a good result for her. Right. She does want family, but yes. it's not just that. She wants to have like a close knit system. But she the, wants more of a and. She, they they both want family, and the the result that we would see at the end of this film, assuming they stay together, is that he doesn't have to give up anything to have family, and yeah. she has to give and up. She has to give up everything yeah. except for the family to yeah. have family. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not that's not what the actual thing is. I'm hoping because that is pretty sad. Um, <laughs> but uh, the thing that I wanted to. Uh, bring our attention to was the whole idea of where because okay with the movie title it's minari which is like the whole idea of that it can be grown in like more water-like areas you find these good places right and they can kind of grow anywhere so i'm assuming that's kind of like the metaphor for it and initially when we first come to see jacob they get the option to look for water but he's like no i want to do it my way and so whatever concoctions that he has i mean it's all logical points right when it rains, downhill, that's where water will collect, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, those are very good points. But he opted to not go for that and had problems trying to get water, which, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a recurring, it's a motif throughout mm-hmm. the movie. You know, honest. The, <laughs> honestly, the Minari thing is kind of rough for me, too. To name the film that, 
it is hard to find the concise reason why that's the name of the film. And I think I think it does tie into Grandma. If you think about Grandma's character, Grandma's the most relaxed of them all. Even you with your Asian heritage and like being familiar, even though you're not Korean, you there were a lot of similarities. You identified with a lot of things, and you were there was that one moment where you're like, she's going to taste the Mountain Dew and she's going to be disgusted by it, but she actually kind of liked it. Yeah. And I think that's important. I think I think the fact that that wasn't predictable for you is an interesting thing to note about the grandma, Mm because you would expect grandma to come in and possibly be the most conservative, like, old world style. Traditional, yes, that's Mm -hmm. the better word for it. And she actually is kind of the loosest character in the film. I would say, yeah. She's willing... She was watching wrestling. She, exactly. (laughs) She, She comes to Arkansas and just is like, fuck it, we live here now. Yeah. And she does care about the traditional ways, but she's okay with just... Adapting. Adapting them to where we are now. Right. And when she goes to find the Minari spot, she is kind of like, yeah, this is a perfect spot, and it just, it'll just it just flourish, you know? Mm-hmm. She finds a good spot, and she lets it be, I guess. I know that's a bad way to put it, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, I think that's what the movie is trying to kind you, of convey. You, you wrestle against the forces a little less, and it may not be a perfect thing, but you might have a better time with better everything. Time. Right. <laughs> you you accept that this is the place that like it's not that place, it's this place. Okay, now we just kind of you know she says it like grows like a weed and you just kind of just let it be. She doesn't cultivate her minari the way that the farm is so precisely cultivated. It's just right. kind of like just let life happen sort of kind of way. Not but I feel like when I saying that it feels like a give up sort of way and I don't think that's the point I'm trying to make. Well, um cuz he does specifically say at the end too like the one of the last lines of the movie is Grandma found a good spot. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might be a reference to, to her whole mindset, the whole film, right. which is just kind of, yeah, it's that. It's, it's, you don't just accept everything, but you find a way to make it mesh, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that is the main push. That is the main message for it. There was something I was going to ask. While you think about that, talk about Paul for a quick second. So Paul's the... Paul's a Korean war vet who ends up working with uh, Jacob on his farm. And he's a little unhinged. Like, he's he's hyper-religious in a way that, like, he speaks in tongues. And he's he always seems a little off. And I remember at one point in the movie, I was like, why make his character this way? And I actually think that that's a thematic choice as well. Oh, yeah? I think that... I actually hadn't considered too much. I didn't know how to kind of... I think that at first, and actually several times throughout the movie you're very much supposed to think he's very weird. Yes. And even potentially a l- so weird that it might be a little bit threatening. Well, see, yeah. But that was that was another factor that we thought that maybe Paul was yeah. going to just <laughs> murder them at some point. But I think the fact that he is one of the most agreeable and helpful people in the film is yes, very th- much that so. dichotomy, I think, is important thematically a little bit in that, like, hey, none of this is necessarily what you think it is, meaning our other characters might learn from that, which is that, like, Monica, maybe this environment isn't such an impediment to your happiness. Jacob, maybe this farm isn't going to be the big thing that makes you just a perfect man. Like, like just because you look at something at first blush doesn't mean, and you, you have all these ideas of it being positive or negative, that's your bias coming to it. You have to, you have to kind of feel it out and find out if it is actually good or bad. And I don't want to 
blame that on either pair, and I think they both do that. I think Jacob is overly optimistic about what he's decided to do because he's kind of sunk cost fallacy, almost like he's digging his heels in. I wouldn't say optimistic, but I think it was maybe even a uh, delusional. Yes, um, yeah. and and Monica, even though she has a every right to be upset about choices and stuff, she also doesn't seem to be giving it much of a chance at first. That's true. And also, she's the one who ends up kind of she ends up and Jake actually specifically Paul ends up like kind of winning her over. Yeah. You know? On top of that, there was uh, there's a part where it's like um, Jacob did notice that you know he did concede to the whole church thing, so they went to church. Yeah, and she wanted to get to know more people, which it did it did kind of work out because the kids ended up having to spend a night over at each whatever friend they had. But wasn't it the case that she wanted to also kind of like have more friends, have more of a community? You know, I think she wanted more of a Korean community. And like yes, as she yeah. tried to speak to her, her co-worker, you know, her About co-worker was that. kind of specifically like, I mean, we're here because we don't want that. Right. <laughs> and so, and I mean, you know, understandably so, when she, we, you have that quick scene when she's at the church, they're like, it's awkward for her because it they're is. kind of like, they're kind of objectifying her like oh she's this not she's, she's this na- very, novelty yeah you know novelty yeah. there you go and so that's not really welcoming for you to feel comfortable with a group of people i mean they're not yes. being mean to her but they're not treating her like a person, a person either right and so and also i think that i think i excuse too that they do have a little bit closer ties to the community than the movie actually shows us maybe mm-hmm. not as tight as she would want based on the fact that they do stay at their friend's house and stuff like that, it doesn't seem to be an issue. Right. Meaning, even though we see the kids together for that one scene when they meet at church, we're at least led to believe they formed some kind of friendship right. over time. Right. That he could call that really rude racist kid yeah. his friend and, and stay at his house. Tell your mom I was here the whole time. <laughs> yes. Um, well, there was, another, there was another aspect to it, uh, which I think was, I mean, it's a direct, it's a very clear metaphor, which is David's heart and it being weak. <laughs> Yeah. And that's that's the status of their relationship. Yeah. And then, of course, it gets stronger. And uh, see, here's another part that I thought he was probably going to drop dead. At any moment. At the end, when he was or running. Or after Grandma. They wanted yeah. you to think that. I, I was like, oh, this is... The, and then I, I don't, I, don't, I don't think they wanted you to think he was going to drop dead. I think what the director wanted you to feel at that moment was... That he had overcome. He's just overcoming it because yeah. he needs to connect with Grandma. I mean, I, 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 mean I, I was on that page when he got to Grandma. But my point was, on the way to Grandma, my heart much like his weak heart, was just like questionable about if he would make it or not. I would also say that that didn't quite land for me. I think it's sweet that he made that connection with Grandma because he's he has the most like sort of adversarial relationship with Grandma for most of the movie. And I think that mm-hmm. is sweet. Yeah. And that is effective. I think the, oh, he overcame his weak little heart by running is like, uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean he, <laughs> his heart was stronger at that point. But that, the case, that, like, it's probably that one time where it's like, oh, good news. Fuck you. He's <laughs> going to drop dead right here on the road. <laughs> Sorry. That's, but that's the, the horror movie buildup kind of thing. And I mean, that, that, is, that is very much the tone the movie struck most of the time was something terrible is going to happen. <laughs> and actually, I mean, yeah, bad things do happen, but like it never actually delivers that promise that something like, truly horrible is going to happen. Like with how grandma, I mean, she suffered a stroke, but she was, I mean, in the, in the whole spectrum of like, what you suffer when you have a stroke. She was still able to talk pretty well. She was still, I mean, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely consequential for their life, but yes. in the grand scheme of how horrible you could have made that plot yeah. line, they, yes. they didn't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I will agree that I like your, your interpretation. Granted, I don't want that interpretation. 
the way this movie approaches it, if it were the way I had interpreted it, then I think it's fine. I think because the way it like it pulls you in and it it's a very slice of life kind of thing. I think it kind of disguises like these sort of if you were to go very plot like. Well, it hits it okay. But again, I'm saying I like... As pretty much a, a close to final thought, I yeah. will say that I think the movie very much thinks we're both right. Yeah. Because here's the thing. The movie does not give you a long denouement. We do not know what their life is like. Right. Well, literally, yeah, so. the last two scenes juxtaposed can be interpreted both ways. Both ways. Which is that they're sleeping together literally just the night of the fire. Mm-hmm. So that would happen whether they stayed together or didn't. And the scene where they go to pick the Minari, we only see Jacob and David. Mm-hmm. Monica didn't come. Hey, so good that points. could be that that could mean hey, they just went off one day on their own, but everyone's still together. Or it could mean Monica's not around mm-hmm. with Anne, and maybe Anne and Monica went to California. But the movie expressly doesn't tell you that because I think the I feel like the movie's pretty okay with you leaving it, you deciding. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. I'm yeah. okay with that too. I think it reveals. Yeah. I sometimes the movies end is reflective and asks you to maybe reveal whether you're a pessimist or an optimist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just one little side note. It's a lot of with like the Korean culture kind of stuff. I mean, there might be another symbolic sort of thing with the Minari as well, but I don't know. But I was just going to say like, like the drinking, the medicine type of thing <laughs> I've known all too well, bringing encyclopedias and told to read it also know that very well. Just, just a lot of, and even like the yeah, punishment. Yeah. Read, read the C volume. It's like nothing in the C volume is connected other than by the fact that they start with the same letter. We we had the entire series, and my dad would just make us read it. You'll literally have like calculus next to confetti or whatever. Trust me, it's, it's like I it's like that's not a way to retain information. I didn't even understand a lot. I was like, what, six, seven when my dad first made me do it? I honestly could not comprehend a lot of what was going on. So I mean, I would also say that I wasn't very book smart. Also not a book that's designed to be read to that be, way. Yeah. It's, it's a, a it's a reference. reference. Yes. It's, it's a reference. It's for you to be like Oh, I don't know much about volcanoes. Let yeah. me pull out the V. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that? No, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, no, it's a very, very troubling, very hard way to go about it. So um, also digging the well, I've also had experience. I don't know. It might also be an Asian thing. I've heard from other people of just digging their own personal well in their backyard. Anyway, that's a... But did your dad do that in Florida? Yes, <laughs> at our old house. In like my dad did it, and by the my way, grandpa there, did it. There, there are wells out yeah. in Florida, obviously. I mean, but didn't you live in like a suburb? Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we, my dad had grown uh, this this two different types of trees. One's a, an orange tree, and I forget the other one. But behind that second one, he built it. He built it. He dug it right behind that one. And I remember falling into it at one point <laughs> because I had no idea. And your little heart couldn't take and it. And my little heart couldn't take it. <laughs> anyway, that's a little personal tidbit, but yeah, overall this movie is great. It is it's very, good. very quiet. Very, uh, you, you'll kind, you kind of know if you'll like this kind of movie some people won't yeah. and it's not because it's not good it's because it's a very specific type of movie it is a movie 
about what it's like to be alive in a quiet, sometimes sweet, oftentimes kind of sad way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. I will say too, by the way, like, you know, just, I mean, you know, Ted felt very connected to the, the cultural elements of it. Um, it's pretty universal. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I felt, I felt especially having lived in the Midwest, even though this is in the Midwest, oh, yeah, yeah. lots right. of parts of the Midwest mm-hmm. where I grew up was rural. It looked the part, it felt the part, like just kind of grimy, isolated, grimy. sort of nothing's that nice, mm-hmm. nothing's that convenient. <laughs> um, you know, certainly the ups and downs of family troubles, particularly when you don't have very much money. So yeah. I think that, I think yeah. you, I think it both provides the a window into sort of a Korean immigrant's experience and also possibly just into lower income American experience, both. Yep. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to the Character Arc Podcast. I'm Richard. And I'm Theodore. You can visit characterarc.net or find us on Instagram at Character Arc or on Facebook at Character Arc. Thanks so much. Like and subscribe. Find us. Find us now. Wait, you're already listening. But find us some more. (laughs) 